Brothers. One podcast. It's Smackmouth Fantasy Football. Ah, welcome in everybody. That's a cold one for you. I'm your Owen 2 host, your Owen 2 commissioner, and the GM of the Owen 2 warmest regards, Sean. Connor, I'm going to pass it to you while I take a big old drink of this beer. All right, well, we can see where Sean's at. Uh, I am your ah. co host and your co commissioner <laughs> and GM. <laughs> Just like the cigar back in the day. Um, I'm co-commissioner and the GM of the one and one triple A's. Thank you, Connor. What a week. What a week. What a week. Only Wednesday. I mean, Thursday when you're listening to this. Nope. It's Wednesday or Thursday. I mean, we record Thursday mornings. That's right. At 5 a.m. Well, these usually drop around three. So I think we usually get up about one. In the morning, pound these out, and I get them out as soon as I can. We get a few more hours of sleep. Yep. Tonight slash this morning, we have week two reviews, some league news, the week three breakdown, and dad jokes. I don't have mine picked out, but we'll figure it out. Got a couple of them. You ready to get into week two reviews? Yeah, let's just jump in. Weekly review. let you go first okay let's see first and foremost we'll go with the co-commissioner yourself um myself triple a's versus the grocery baggers there's a one one no matchup between both of us um it was projected i was projected to win by about 11 points well i ended up losing by about 13 136 to 149 we both missed projections by i missed by 50 points and he missed his by a solid 26 so again another gotta love those sleeper projections yeah but really talk about i would rather uh under promise and over deliver like say that i'm gonna get 115 so i when i get 130 and still in like the third worst in the league behind a tanker and another team that i would at least feel better about myself sleepers all about hope giving you hope exactly crushing your dreams and that's what happened first off for my team my two joes joe burrow joe mixon and aj brown what in the world are y'all even doing just aj couldn't act like he ate popcorn before the game or something because everything was just hitting his hands and sliding out Mm, buttery fingers my starting running backs combined had 16.7 points Joe Mixon had 8.1, and Gaskin, with my high-scoring running back, was 8.6. My running back has been my weak spot the entire time I've been in this league, so I guess no surprise there, but still, 16 overall points from both of them. A little embarrassing. Uh, And then second week, second quarterback down to injury with myself, Tyrod got pulled a hammy, is now on the IR. He, had, he did have 18 and a half points in the first half alone, though. 
So Tyrod was going to do good, but now I have two quarterbacks of my three IR spots. Um, and then my top three wide receivers, hence the triple A's, uh, they totaled only 23 points. So I, I was just struggling all over. Lastly, before we get to Amen and his uh, 2-0 start, Julio Jones had a touchdown. He Julio did. Jones had a touchdown. That, I don't understand. I was like – I. I was tilting so hard because that it does not make sense. If you have the toe and then the heel down, it's it's out of bounds. But if you just have a toe and drag it, it's in bounds. Stupidest rule besides the tuck rule that I've probably ever heard heard of. Obviously, I still would have lost, but with six extra points, but still. Doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't understand. And the fact that it was called a touchdown on the field and they reviewed it, and there mm-hmm. really wasn't enough to say, oh, he wasn't in or he was in. And then they reversed it. Seems doesn't make yeah, sense. Agreed. But Amen got the win. Congrats, two and zero. You're doing great this season. Glad that you're actually uh, here. Unlike the last last time we played. Uh, obviously, Patty Mahomes, DJ Moore, kind of carried the team. It really hurt me. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo's rushing touchdown was only because the Elijah Mitchell touchdown got called back. He got a touchdown. Then they said that he was down at like the half yard line. So then Jimmy got an extra six points for that. <laughs> um, every other one of his, his people were not that impressive. Carson only had 31 rushing yards, but fell into the end zone twice. So, I mean, he outscored both my running backs. Um, Marvin Jones is definitely the wide receiver in Jacksonville over DJ Chark, who he traded for earlier. And then the last thing, about about this matchup is what is wrong with Kittle? Like, I would be scared if I was all those shenanigans, sh- Shanahanigans. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's worrisome. Like, not very many targets. Whenever they've been sc- like week one, they scored a bunch. Obviously, Debo went off, but um, yeah, at least maybe he's, he should have uh, got the got those paychecks. Maybe he should have accepted a trade offer at some point from someone. Anyways, on to, on to the, the lesser division of the best friends. Yes. Well, what I would call the biggest matchup of week two in the best friends division is Jamar Rule, who was 1-0 and coming into the week uh, facing the new hotness, which was also 1-0 and coming into the week with the new hotness projected to win by 22 points. Um, let's just say they actually beat their projections by 0.86 points. The new hotness did. Uh, they Ooh. ended up winning the matchup by 107 points. That's right. Um, Jamar rule. Wait, so they're, they're playing Antonio then? No, nope. Uh, you'd think oh. that because they did play the team with the lowest score on the week. Which is the replacements because they no, are tanking. No, nope. Jamar rule came in oh, 90, I'm sorry. Wow. 90.86 points, a 107 point loss. A shocking development in the best friends division. Before we get to Jamar Rule, let's start with the new hotness and all of their wide receivers except Tyler Lockett cooled off this week. You may remember they had four of the top 10 receivers in week one. Lockett is a man among boys and cannot be slowed down until probably next week because it's bound to happen at some point. Um, He will have a single digit game in the near future. Uh, But this week in week two, once again, the wide receiver two 
he went for eight receptions, 178 yards, and a tutty. Just an unbelievable performance. That's crazy. Uh, Will also got better than expected weeks out of Mike Davis, James White, Austin Eckler, and the old man himself, Tom Brady, who finished as the QB2 on the week at 39.6 points. And again, the guy doesn't run, and he somehow is QB2 on the week. Because Gronk Uh, catches every touchdown he throws. Gronk had two touchdowns on 39 yards. (laughs) Um, Quick note for next week. uh, Will suddenly has four starting quarterbacks on his roster with Tyrod Taylor being out. So there's that. Does Davis Davis count as a starting quarterback? Uh, Is he starting tonight against the Panthers? Yeah, but starting I mean, quarterback. You, you're right, more than I have. And I started out with like five. Uh, on to Jake after an impressive 171 points in week one. The rules really pooped the bed in week two. I mean, just poop everywhere. Seven of the 11 starters scored in the single digits. Not good. The most hurtful of these was Winston scoring 8.3 points. He was projected for 22.8 points. And Kamara, the Saints. I mean, we knew that Jake was going to live and die by the Saints this year. He's very Saints heavy. the Saints Saints did not do good. Um, Kamara, seven points in week two after being projected for 20, just under 23 points. Jeez. He also had 82 (sighs) points on his bench. Now, granted, this is an improvement from last week because in week one, Jake had 136 points on his bench. So, so this week only 82. Um, it's great. We talked about this last week. It's great to have depth and choices every week, but you got to make the right choices. And but then again, if he, if his entire team played, he still would have lost this week. Yes, that is true. So true. <laughs> um, some of the notables on the bench for him, Tyler Boyd, did have a stinker in week one, but had 14 points in week two. And then Michael Pittman had himself a game uh, with mm-hmm. Carson Wentz on those two fragile ankles. Um, Pittman had 22.3 points sitting on the bench. So I assume at least Pittman will be plugged in next week. Yeah, I mean, with how many targets he got, but hopefully Wentz is actually the one that is back there and not Eason. Ooh, which I would have another starting quarterback. That's on my taxi squad. Not helpful. All righty. And the next for the no-name division is the Nompton Bulldogs, Owen one Nompton Bulldogs against the Owen one Soldier Fields. Um, this one was was fighting to get off of the bottom of, the, of our uh, um, of our division and of the league, really. And holy crap. 228 to 194. Uh, just a ridiculous scoring from both people. Unfortunately for Katrina, she was facing King Henry because he might not have had it in the first half, but that second half was insane. He ended up with 50.7 points. Oh, which was the RB1. Oh, and the Bulldogs also had Cooper Cup, who was the oh. wide receiver one. What a week. With 39.8. Um, and again, I would just like to say no one ever said that uh, Derek Henry or, or Mr. King Henry was a bad pick for this year. 
we were saying in dynasty, it might not be the smartest because we obviously knew that this is in this, in the realm of, of possibilities and he just crushed it. Um, the whole Bulldogs team really showed out. There's only one person that was in single digits, which is pretty impressive. Uh, we don't even speak of that name, but if you'd like to, to know who it. it was, it was, uh, oh, Antonio Brown, who had the huge week one. Oh, he's a bum because he has COVID now. And now he has COVID. So, um, but I mean, other than that, everyone had double digits and the other lowest one was Noah Fant with 13. So, uh, very impressive. All that makes up for a quarterback that scores you 18 and a score and a quarterback that scores you 16 because he left uh, Daniel Jones on the bench again. <laughs> and Daniel Jones outscored Baker and Big Ben for the second week in a row. Is it time that he starts no matter the matchup with the quarterbacks that he has? It might be. It might be. So, other than that, he has uh, Quez Watkins over here got 17.7 points. I think he just got taken off the cat taxi squad, too. Oh. He was on the taxi squad. Um and it looks like he is now in the start in the on the bench with one empty taxi okay. squad spot. So um I said obviously he doesn't need him and was gonna ask when do you think he'll need him, but looks like he answered that. He has been All promoted. Right. Katrina and the soldier fields, they're 0-2 now, but would have been but would have beaten all but one other team. Obviously, if they weren't playing David, she would but that's how high of a scoring uh she had this week. Yeah, she would have lost to um, Katie and Will. Yep. And this is and this is this is where the points come in. So the, the fifth and the sixth seed in the playoffs. Like if you end up getting bad luck and you play Derrick Henry on one of his 50 point weeks and also the team that has Cooper Cup, um, and you still score like ball out, then that's gonna help you get into the the fifth or sixth spot, even if you don't have the necessary the solid record. Um the two places that did hurt her was Ayuk. Still not sure what's going on. I think he only played like 58% of the snaps. Um, and then J- Jarvis Landry um, is out for a couple weeks now due to the injury that happened in the in the morning or in the early in the game. It was pretty, it was pretty impressive though, because Katrina made all the right calls um, in her lineup. She made the, the right calls on, on who should start and who should be on the bench. But she just came up up short against King Henry, and I guess now we got to say King Cup. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Cup's had a pretty good start to the year. Back to the best friends division. We've got my team, the warmest regards against the big rippers. Uh, was projected to be the closest matchup uh, with the – Warmest regards projected to win by about three points, 189 to 186. Um, final score, Warmest regards loses by 20, uh, 180 to 160. Uh, Baker, not Baker, Baxter, goodness, Baxter, uh, K1, Kyler Murray continues his scorching start in week two with 40 points the number one player in our league overall not just that quarterback through two weeks um, he also had say, do what i thought i thought you meant this week and i was like uh, derrick henry just definitely had more than 40 no. points but oh, on, on the season, on the so season. Far. yep gotcha uh had a big 
wide receiver weeks from Mike Evans, 24 and a half points, Mike Williams, 22 points. And get this freaking Mike Williams, wide receiver nine on the season, top 10 wide receiver. I and tried to get Mike from him in the offseason a couple times, and he was not giving away. He's going to get hurt, right? Some same, same with Sutton. All of, yeah. Basically, all of his wide receivers, are tried, except for Evans. I don't want him. Sutton, 26.9 points, wide receiver five on week two. And then Ridley basically hit right on his projections at 19 points, uh, kind of getting a bad – some some bad uh, narratives going for Ridley, but he did produce with 19 points in week two. These four bad receivers, narratives, bad yeah. narratives in like coming out of Atlanta or just not the type of production that you, that people were talking about. Um, I mean, both Matt Ryan's played terribly. All right. And you would expect Ridley to be performing better than he has, but at least Very he got true. his projections in week two. So these four receivers, uh, Mike and Mike, that would be Evans and Williams. Uh, Sutton and Ridley represented 51% of Baxter's points in week two. Uh, once again, I'm getting effed in the B-hole by some receivers. Big weeks from the receivers allowed for subpar weeks from the running backs. That would be David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, and DeAndre Swift. Um, these three players only got 64% of what they were projected to get. So Baxter only came uh, six points under their projection did the big rippers, but the running backs greatly underperformed. Uh, luckily, the receivers were there to pick them up. Yeah. For uh, just for numbers for the numbers people, Montgomery had 10.9, Sanders had 6.9, and then DeAndre Swift in a blowout only got 11.8. Yeah, I think Swift got like probably four or five of those points in the last. Yep, those last catches. drive of the series. Or last drive of the game. Uh, for your commissioner himself, this one, one two commissioner. Yeah, one two. Uh, this this one's on the GM. Um, the players mm-hmm. they played their guts out. Uh, they made it close. They made it closer than it should have been. But I believe uh, as the GM uh, put too much on the shoulders of our number one draft pick. Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence. He he looked overwhelmed. He was probably uh, not ready for this kind of pressure. Going forward as a managerial staff, we will be more cautious and weigh our options before plugging in our young players. Um, we had we had our guy Sam Darnold on the bench, greatly doing, doing good work on the bench for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we'll be looking to potentially plug him into the lineup in week three. Great team guy, great team guy. Yeah, uh, he seems to has ex- seems to have exercised the ghosts he saw in New York and is playing well in Carolina. Daryl Henderson, though he apparently is hurt now, continues to impress as the RB1 for the Rams. He is currently the RB11 on the season. Uh, What more could you ask for from him? Justin Jefferson, Juju, Hawkinson, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams all had solid weeks. Uh, We look to, as an organization, build on those weeks going forward. And as I mentioned, uh, looking to promote our guy Sam Darnold to the starting lineup after two solid weeks to start the season. So he is, he is going to be starting this next week. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel good about the Panthers against the Texans tonight. Uh, I guess, I guess we'll see. We will know, see. Maybe it's just, a, maybe it's just a running game. Also, you can't trust Urban Meyer. The guy's the worst. Uh, hey, I completely agree. I have James Robinson. All righty. And the last one. For the no-name division, 
the Dirty South Spartans at 0-1 and Dilly Dilly at 1-0. This one was projected to be a five-point game. Projected uh, The Spartans were projected to win by about five points. Um, Dilly Dilly actually came in pretty close to his, his projection, but Katie uh, and her Monday night hero of Aaron Jones pulled out the 212 to 181 victory. So it looks like a massive blowout win. <clears throat> Excuse me. But Dylan had the lead going into Monday night, and after the first quarter, still had the lead of the Monday night game. Now, Katie was only down two points after the first quarter, but um, Aaron Jones came through 42.5 points. He would have been the RB1, but Derrick Henry had that took that from him. And then her other running back got 25.7. So, I mean, her running backs ended up getting 67, 68 points. Of the 212 is, is just a great outing for her. Uh, there was, however, there was another rough outing for Tannehill, but I never thought I would, I'd say this. But Heineke's coming through, maybe as her savior at the quarterback. At, at one point, she was down to Tannehill and Matt Ryan, and now she has Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Heineke, and Jacoby Brissett. She went from two to four quarterbacks in a, in two weeks. She owes Heineke so. a Heineken. Oh, there you go. Uh, Heineke was a, was a QB ten on the on the week, which is pretty well. Might have been QB eleven after um, Monday night, actually. Um, and then other than that, other than that, Aaron Jones again forty two and a half. Chris McCaffrey twenty five, and then Kelsey on that stupid run that no one could could tackle him. I don't know what happened. He got almost twenty six points. Um, and then Katie another solid showing from the from her bench with K.J. Osborne getting 21 points, Chester Rogers getting 17, and A.J. Green coming through with a touchdown to get up to 13. So she's got some options on the bench as well as uh, scoring over 200 with her starting lineup. So she's got some options, and she's, she's doing great for the Spartans. For yeah. Dilly Dilly. She had 83 points on her bench this week. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty good. Those uh, kick returning points are are really helping her out with the, especially with Chester Rogers. Um, Who would have thought? Now on to now on to Dilly Dilly. He, I've got running back issues, and so does Dylan. We've been talking all all uh, off season that we both had running back issues, and we were trying to fix those. I was trying to fix it with with James Robinson, and he was trying to fix it, kind of patch some holes up with Leonard Fournette and Antonio Gibson. Well, those two starting running backs got him just under 20 points with 19.9. Very underwhelming. The Allen's D- Allen and Diggs stack has not been it's – been, it's been good. Like, it's been – they've been good options, but they have not been great like they were last year. Um, so, we're going to have to see if that will pick up. And then McLaurin, maybe he didn't like the Fitzmagic and he wanted the Heineken because Trevor Heineke gave him – threw 14 targets at him this past week and really vaulted McLaurin's ceiling and, and gave him a, a solid week. Even though they the Dilly Dillys did come up short, um, McLaurin ended up with 28.7 points on 11 catches, 100 yards, and one touch, touchdown. Um, so there's some positive points for, for the Dilly Dillys. 
Uh, but I will end it on one negative point. Their number one draft pick in the rookie draft this year, Zach Wilson, somehow ended up getting positive points of 2.3, even with throwing four interceptions. So that was, uh, yeah, four interceptions. That is, I don't know how the confidence for that 12-year-old is going to be next week. At least he was on the bench, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing to he note about. He didn't force his his rookie quarterback in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all make mistakes, I guess. Uh, note about Josh Allen. So last year, his completion percentage was about 69%. Good number. Um, this year, currently through two weeks, only at 56%. Which that was what, that, that was what vaulted him yep. um, from a very mediocre quarterback that ran and got touchdowns to being a potential MVP was his accuracy. In his so, second year in 2019, he was at 59%. And what do you say he's at right now? 56. So he needs to he needs to step it up a little bit. He's had some he's tough faced, matchups, though, in the first two weeks. That's what I was going to say. He's had some good defenses, so we'll see um, what goes through that. All right, to the last matchup for the Best Friends division, we have the replacements and Waller Waller make you holler. Uh, this one was obviously projected to be a blowout, uh, 175 to 95. Antonio Man. actually almost made his projections here at uh, 93 points instead of 95. And then, hang on one second. So the replacements against Waller Waller make you holler uh, projected to be a blowout as expected. And it was, um, though Waller, Waller, Mickey Holler did not meet their projections. They were projected at 176 and came in at 141. Um, that would have actually only beat three other teams in the league. I'm, not... I'm one of those teams. Yeah. So, um, and big, big disappointment here from the replacements. Um, you know, they've been talking a big game about being the, the worst of the worst here. And boy, they, they didn't do it this week. Jake beat them to the bottom. Jake at 90 points, Santonio at 93.3 points. Um, but before we get to the replacements, let's get to uh, Waller Waller make you holler. Um, from a league average standpoint, as I mentioned, not very impressive. But again, they got the win. They moved to one and one on the season. Uh, as I mentioned, would have only beat three teams in the league. However, all you can do is beat the team across from you. And they beat the team across from them. Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson continues to impress 30.3 points, QB eight on the season, or excuse me, QB eight on the week. And then Hollywood Brown looking yeah. really good the first two weeks. Um, we all know it's a low volume pass offense, but he, he appears to be the clear number one in that offense. As far as receiving goes, 25.3 points on what was that Sunday night? Wide mm -hmm. receiver eight on the week. Both of these guys need to prove they can do it all year. Um, they have both had consistency issues, especially in the recent years. Obviously, Hollywood, this is only, his, I think, his third year in the league. But Russell Wilson is notorious for having a great first half and then basically dying in the second half. Um, Antonio the replacements accomplished their mission as far as looking terrible. Um, still again, not at the bottom this week. That's a shame. 
Uh, practice squad remains to be best in the league, mostly thanks to Jalen Hurts looking good. Week one, they had 80.8 points. They greatly improved on that up to 93 points in week two. Uh, quote yeah. from – go ahead. I was going to get to the quote. Yeah, we, ha- say we do have the- a quote from the GM. Yep, the um, management. Yeah. The replacements are without words. The organization cannot figure out how in the world we were not the lowest scoring team this week. Um, so uh, clearly some disappointment from management there. Um, they look to uh, not improve, but get worse next week, I guess. I don't think they're mad. I think they're just disappointed because yes. their goal was to, has been stated that they want to be the lowest scoring team each and every week. And uh, I guess they didn't, they didn't put the, the right people in the place for that. And I guess, I guess we're going to have to, See how they, they respond to their, their management next week. You like that? You Shut like up. that? That's insane. You like that? Sean just got a trade accepted in in uh, a league, and it's we'll talk about it in the redraft. Very or, fair. Very I, fair. I had a other trade that was way more fair than that, but go ahead. Let's get into Heroes of the Week. Hero of the Week. You can go first on this one. My Hero of the Week is the standalone nationally televised games. We have been treated to some good ones this year. Uh, We Let's see, week one, we had the, the opener, Dallas and Tampa Bay. Fantastic. I don't – oh, the Raiders and um, – who the Raiders play? Raiders and Baltimore on Monday night, week one, fantastic. And then this week, uh, you thought what was going to be a stinker in the Giants and um, Red – not the well, Redskins. Football team. Oh, what is wrong with me? Race wow. host. The WFT, they – was going to be a stinker, but it was great. Um, I didn't see it, but, you know, I hear it, I hear it was entertaining. <laughs> And then Sunday night was Kansas City and Baltimore. And Monday night, uh, you know, I guess it wasn't a great game with the Packers and Lions, but at least it had a lot of fantasy implications. So it gave us some yep. stuff to watch there. And a big fantasy game. Yeah. Yep. Aaron Jones. Goodness, that guy. Yeah. We'll Who's get your to that hero in. of the week? We'll, we'll get to Aaron Jones on the redraft podcast. But my hero of the week is none other than the only hero and the only king. All hail King Henry and the Titans. You know the, oh, my Lord. You know, the scary part is. It's not even cold yet. It's not even yet he's coming. Winter exactly. is coming. Oh, man. He just, the first half was a little rough. I think he had like 11 or, yards in the yeah, first half. 11 or 17 carries. And then he had another 20-something carries in the second half and just destroyed um, that offense. And a couple drops from A.J. Brown and. A touchdown that was taken back from Julio Jones probably helped that, but I'm not salty. For the villain of the week, I will get this one kicked off. Villain of the week. Ours are kind of similar, but mine is just injuries. Like, not just this week, like the whole football season. I feel like there's way more injuries this year than there's ever been. Maybe I'm just playing more closer attention to it, but – Josh Jacobs, uh, 
Tyrod, my second quarterback to go down in this uh, this season and through week two. Nico Collins, Jermichael Hasey, Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Henderson, potentially your running back. I'm not sure about his ribs. Uh, Carr got his ankle rolled up on, but evidently he'll be okay. Wentz, both of his ankles got hurt. Um, Amari Cooper got hurt. Baker went to the locker room with a shoulder injury. Landry went down. Uh, and then not to mention Tua has broken ribs. Fractured ribs. Ouch. Yeah. Jeez. So. Is the guy uh, made of paper mache? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you know what's coming. Brissette season. Sean, Deshaun Watson to Miami. <laughs> maybe. And they'll trade, they'll trade Tua back to the Texans because they're scared that he's just going to get hurt all the time. Maybe. And then Deshaun will play this season and I'll be a happy man. Um, my villain of the week kind of goes right in line with your villain of the week. It's the 49ers training staff. What, what are these bums doing? They had three active running backs for week two, and they all got injured in like a five-minute span. It's all so, about that team. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell is running the ball and gets some kind of stinger in his shoulder. Then they bring in Jamichael Hasty. He sprains his ankle. He's, got, he's on IR now. And they bring in Sermon. Sermon carries the ball one time and gets concussed. What is happening? Stresses me out. That whole team. Avoid the San Francisco backfield. Very, very much. And one more villain of the week. Um, Katie would like to bring up all the, the duds from studs is what I labeled it. Because there's just a bunch of, of quote-unquote studs that were drafted in the first couple rounds that are just not producing. She, she, she mentioned A.J. Brown on my team who's struggled, but um, I think we're in a good headspace going into next week. I think he's going to do great. C.E.H., who has really struggled, and that fumble didn't help that, that confidence at all. And, and then even for Katie, uh, Tana Thrill has been just kind of, Tana, chill, I'll just hang over here. Yeah. So – um, definitely some duds from a, a, a handful of studs, and hopefully, hopefully they're just getting back in the swing of things in the NFL, and, and they'll pick it up going forward. On to the league news. Let's get us a standings update. Thanks in part to our league historian Will. We know how it is in the divisions, but let's look at total points. That would be the starting lineups plus the bench points. This is how draft picks are going to be decided for teams that don't make the playoffs. Antonio comfortably, comfortably in the lead here for the 101. 248 total points. The next closest team is Katrina at 421. So almost a 200-point gap here after two weeks. So this is this is the full season, just yes, correct. The, his yep. whole season for his bench and his starting lineup. Yep. And then third place behind Katrina is Amon, who is two and O. Two and O, not oh. looking, not looking for a high draft pick here at four twenty-two. Uh, and then there's a little bit of gap between third and fourth. Uh, Ryan Swain is fourth at four forty-nine. So kind of interesting here. You've got some 0-2 teams that, you know, obviously Katrina – is Katrina 0-2 now? 
Yep. So Katrina and Antonio both 0-2, but then you've got a 2-0 team in thirds. That's That'll be an interesting thing to track. Uh, interesting points on bench points here in week two. Baxter led the way with the most bench points, 127 points on the bench. Uh, next closest team was David at 92 points. So got got some – they got depth, but they got to make those decisions. So yeah. it's a blessing and a curse. It definitely is, and, and I'm still blown away that – I guess since the taxi squad doesn't factor in, but the fact that Antonio has 242 points scored for the whole season. Yeah, not good. Man. Uh, Antonio is the is leading the way in terms of taxi squad uh, with points on his taxi squad of 78.8 points. The next closest team in taxi squad points, 30.8 in Dylan. Again, taxi squad points don't mean anything. We're just kind of keeping track of it to see the trends and such. And it looks like uh, David's taxi squad will continue to get less and less points yeah. now that he took Quez Watkins off of it. Um, so division standings, you can see those in sleeper on the league tab, but let's look at the, the projected playoff picture. If the season were to end today, number one womp seed. Womp. <laughs> what? I said womp womp. Yeah. Number one seed will out of the best friends division. Number two, Amen out of no name division. Number three, Baxter out of the best friends division. Number four, David out of the no name division. Number five, Katie from the no name. And number six, Dylan from the no name. So Will and Amen in the driver's seat for the bye weeks in the playoffs. Though that is still many, many, many weeks away. What, so just to, just away? to clarify, four of those projected six are in the no-name division? Yes, unfortunately, okay. you are not in there. That is correct. I am one and one, same record as Dylan, but I have a, a, a handful of points less than him. But uh, we're, just, we're just gearing up. We're, hitting, we're about to hit the runway and um, still, we're still, still getting ready for the season. We're only 10-point-something percent to the season. It's still early for sure. Any other interesting facts you've got uh, for these league standings before you move on? No, I think you covered it pretty well. But uh, I would like to give another shout-out to Will and just say that this thing is amazing. Y'all should definitely go check it out. It's pinned in the tab, so you can go – or in the, in the chat, so you can look at it through there. Uh, no trades to talk about tonight in our league. Connor, do you want to do waivers or smack talk first? Um, let's do waivers first, and then we'll come back to smack, right. smack talk. Uh, not much here. We're going to fly through them. Don't need to spend too much time. Braxton Berrios, my goodness, six bids, $27 to Dylan. Max Williams, $10 to Mexican. Freddie Swain to Dylan, $10. And uh, yours truly picked up. Your boy, carry on Johnson for a buckaroonie. He might get some run I mean, this weekend. <laughs> the way flies are dropping over there. He might um, get some Yeah, run. he might get some. That's for sure. Let's do some All smack right. talk. Time for some smack talk. But we actually have some submissions from... Um, 
from the league, I will start personally because Baxter straight up screenshotting our chat in the DMs (laughs) and sending it to the league lost any respect for for the farts or whatever uh, you want to call that team over there because that's just something you don't do. If you want to call someone out for saying they had a bad bad trade offer or if you want to make me feel dumb for for saying asking if anyone wanted Jacob Eason, cool, whatever, bro. But you're going to put our DMs, our private DMs on here? No, that's too much. That is that is too much for me. So just <laughs> I don't even know if we're going to face him this year, but when we do, we're going to rip him a new one. Uh, I hope you do. And then also coming from Baxter, um, I will just I will just read read this for him. Um, the Baxter Rodman, the GM of the the Big Rippers, is is pleased. This is what the quote says: "Pleased with my teams going two and one versus Sean in our Smack Mouth matchups this past week." So obviously not just talking dynasty, but they faced each other um, a couple other draft. times. Yeah. And Baxter went two and one against him. Specifically, very proud of Mac Jones, uh, a rookie of his own, leading the Big Rippers to victory in Dynasty. He might not put up gaudy numbers, but leadership was through the roof. Looking forward to the replacements beating Sean's team in Week Three. Also in Week Three, the new hotness will most certainly experience a cold front, causing his team to suck. <laughs> Brady Brady will get his head ripped off on Sunday, thus ending his career and allowing the Big Rippers to move to 3-0. That's some big, stinky smack talk. It, I mean, nothing from him smells good, but uh, yeah. So it looks like he's calling the shot, going 3-0 next week. Also calling the shot of you going 0-3 against a team that scores <laughs> 93 points a week. We'll have to see, I guess. We'll have to see. Um, I did get a message for Eamon from Eamon here. Uh, this one is for our co-commissioner Connor. Can't wait now, to listen. Yeah. Now that we've had our first matchup of the season, thanks to Connor for picking me to the no-name division so that I could beat him. In parentheses, he still needs to name to pick a division name. Well, I probably won't now, just to spite Eamon. <laughs> so every time that we call it the no-name division which one, I think it has a good ring to it. Um, every time that we mention no name division and that there is no name to it, it's in spite of you now, Eamon. So glad you got lucky this week and another one of my quarterbacks got hurt. Oh, it's a tough season for injuries, that's for sure. Preach it. All right, and our, our phones are actually uh, – Blowing up right now with smack talk. We're going to have one listener uh, come in right now. Uh, hello, how are you doing today? What, what's your name? Yeah, hello. Is this, uh, is this Sean or wait, wait, is this Sean? Uh, you, you, Sean is listening. Yes, Mr. Commissioner is listening. Who? Uh, can we have your name, sir? Yeah, it's Mac Jones. Oh, Mac, Mac. Uh, McCorkle. The starting quarterback for the, for the Patriots? Yeah, I I just had a question for uh for what's whatever Cian or Sean uh, McCorkle McCorkle. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? How are you me? doing, Sean? You uh, recover after last week after my six point four points and a victory over you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
McCorkle, can you uh, hear me? Just a second. Okay, just a second. Uh, just a second. Uh, Mr. Mr. Jones. Um, let me let me get a little. We're having some tech technical difficulties. Uh, okay. Uh, Sean, I think you are able to, to speak to McCorkle now. McCorkle, can you hear me, sir? Uh, yeah, my name's Mac, actually. Uh, that's not your, what your Wikipedia says. Uh, but but if, yeah, if so you, hey, I just wanted to ask you. Uh, I heard I heard your question. You, you, I don't you need be, you to you repeat it. You've seen a lot of me going, coming on uh, for the next couple of years. Uh, you're probably gonna have nightmares, and you got a little uh, girly boys. You're starting quarterback. Uh, I'm just a little. <laughs> I'd be kind of worried if I were you. I I appreciate I appreciate your concerns. Uh, in in house in house at the uh, Warmest Regards organization. Uh, we are looking at several several options at QB. Uh, we do still believe in the hair, uh, Trevor Lawrence. We believe his upside is is great, um, but but you know he he needs time to develop. Uh, he didn't he didn't get to spend as much time in college as you did, Mister McCorkle. Um, so we're hoping that um, he progresses. We we know that his ceiling is high. Uh, we know that your ceiling is limited, um, but but it is it is impressive what you've done so far. It is impressive. Two wins. Well, I uh, just want to let you know, me and Bill are—we uh, got some big plans. He so, allows you to call uh, him Bill. You better, uh, you better get ready, and uh, I'll hang up and uh, I'll, I'll listen the rest of the way. But uh, I just want to let you know, you suck. <laughs> well, All right. Is, well, it's truly an honor to have uh, starting NFL quarterback on our airways tonight. Um, a, a real treat for us, Connor and a real treat for our listeners, I can imagine. Yes, uh, I can't wait to, to get the feedback, and who knows, maybe we can get some other NFL stars on here uh, later on. Yeah, maybe if George decides to score some more points, we can bring him on. Um, <laughs> Pro George Podcasts, that's us. Well, fan- fantastic to have our first call in, and it be a, a real-life NFL quarterback, not somebody in our league. So It's an honor. Yep, he, he truly is a, uh, a team player and uh, will do anything for the big rippers, it appears. Yeah, I, I look forward to hearing what uh, Baxter will say about this, and uh, I'm not sure how their PR team is, um, if they want players to speak out like they did, but uh, I feel like overall he, he composed himself very well for being, I guess he is older for a rookie, but for yes. being uh, a rookie. Yes. Wow. Fantastic. Let's move on to the week three breakdown. Weekly breakdown. For the this one off. Yep. Yeah, I'll start it. We have a two an undefeated matchup, uh, calling it the, the battle of the unbeatens in the best friends division between. The Big Rippers projected at 86.6 points against the New Hotness, 197. So the New Hotness projected to win by about 11 points here. Um, again, the Rippers are calling for a cold front. Uh, we got one in Oklahoma this week. Feels great outside. We'll see Man. what happens on the fantasy football gridiron. Storyline, again, battle of the unbeatens. Both teams have had explosive starts to the season mostly driven by outrageous wide receiver scoring. Can the wide receivers continue to pull these teams to victory? The Rippers are looking to stay hot with a win, while the new hotness hopes to rip off another one. 
something has to give. I think someone, we can call this someone will be three and zero coming out of this one. I think we should call this matchup the Hot Ripper. And for the no-name division, we'll, we'll start it off um, with – we'll start – respectfully, we'll start it off with the only 2-0 team in the no-name division because it is competitive. Um, the Nompton Bulldogs are at 1-1 one one facing the 2-0 grocery baggers with Amon. However, the Nompton Bulldogs are projected to beat the grocery baggers, which that doesn't necessarily mean anything because I was also projected to beat – uh, the grocery baggers last week, um, but they are a they are a good team, and they they like to hustle. So the projection is Bulldogs one ninety two, and the grocery baggers one seventy three. So almost twenty points there. Will the Bulldogs put on another show like last week, having the running back one and the wide receiver one, or and leading the league in points, or can the grocery baggers get to three and zero on the back of Mahomes? And like we mentioned earlier in the overall standings, basically luck about playing teams that do not score very much. That is and a, again that is a shocking, shocking projection. We we mentioned though that one that Eamon has the least points against, and two, that you can only beat who you're playing. Yep. So you you can't fart fault you can't fart you can't <laughs> fault the grocery baggers for just defeating the opponents in front of them, but you can question their actual um, like the how actually good the team is once they face some good uh, some other teams that that put up some numbers. All right, back to the best friends division for what I'm calling the battle for the middle of the road. That would be Jamar Rule, one and one against Waller Waller Make You Holler, also at one and one, with Jamar Rule projected at 183 points and Waller Waller at 173 points. Jamar's week two was ruled by underperformers on their way to the lowest score of the week, while Waller Waller got the easy dub against the replacements. Will Waller Waller beat Walla Walla, or can Jamar's stable of RBs rule once again? We will have to see. Right now he's projected to get twice as many points as he actually did last week, so we'll see how Jamar rule can do. Yes. Secondly, we've got the Triple A's at 1-1 one and, one, and myself versus the Dirty South Spartans, who are also at 1-1, one one, who have actually had um, – Pretty good streak of, of a decent score each week, but uh, came up a little short. Both teams are one and one with struggles from the quarterback position. For me, uh, Burrow and other injuries basically each week. And for Katie, Tannehill has been struggling, but might have found a new savior in uh, Mr. Heineke. Will Katie's stars and CMC and Travis Kelsey carry the Spartans to victory? Or can the Triple A's? And their fourth string quarterback be enough to defeat the Dirty South Spartans. We'll have to see. We've had a couple of under underperformers in the wide receiver. Uh, I will. I'm. A, I'm going to take this time to go ahead and call out Amari Cooper. I know he had a great first week, but I'm calling him out more so that he gets healthy for this next week. I know he kind of got banged up, but I am going to straight up call out Allen Robinson. 
and hope that Fields can target in on, on Mr. Robinson so he can actually score some points for the triple A's. Yeah, Robinson's been a little disappointing. Uh, next matchup and the last matchup in the best friends division for the week three breakdown. The 0-2 warmest regards against the 0-2 replacements with warmest regards projected to win this matchup by a mere, what is this, uh, 80 85. Thank you. 85 right. You're points. used to be an accountant, too. It's okay. Uh, accountants use Excel, buddy. Though this is the battle for the basement, one team wants to be there, the other doesn't. Can the warmest regards start to warm up after a tough start to the season, or will they replace their replacements in the basement? I'm just glad that the commissioner knew that he was going to need uh, a little pick me up in week three and yep. made sure and scheduled this game at the very beginning because we know that you set all the all the schedules. So um, congrats. I'm glad that you set yourself up for an, an easy win in week three to make sure that you at least have one win. Yeah, luckily I'm getting the replacements before bye week start. Um, so should have a full team for this one. We'll see. Um, for the last last matchup in the no-name division. Someone else that is uh, hanging out in the basement with you two is Soldier Fields at 0-2 facing Dilly Dilly. That is one-on-one. Dilly Dilly is projected to win by about 17 points, 190 to 173 for the Soldier Fields. Can Soldier Fields get on the board with their first win? Fields is actually starting, not in their starting lineup for yet, but the namesake of the team is actually is starting officially starting Sunday, um, and Dilly Dilly stack maybe Allen and Diggs can produce along with his other big time wide receivers, um, and maybe they can show out. Right now they're projected Hopkins twenty one, Diggs twenty one, and Terry seventeen. So they're those three are projected for sixty points. That would be helpful. That's it for the week three breakdown. Before we get to dad jokes, I'd like to remind you, please go rate and review the podcast. Um, I do realize that on Spotify, apparently you cannot rate and review, um, but give us a follow, you know, give us a sub- subscribe there. Uh, that way the podcast will download right when it's ready. Um, send us your smack talk. Our email address is smackmouthfootball at gmail.com. Uh, you can send that to us before your week three game, during your week three game, after your week three game. We'd love to include it in the podcast. Uh, dad jokes, let's get into them. You want to go first? Well, since you don't have yours at all, oh, I've got I guess one. I can. Okay. But then you you go ahead. I'm going to pull up my list real quick. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. What did Fitty Scent do when he got hungry? What did he do? Fitty eight. <laughs> yeah, fifty-eight. That's the joke. It was, it, it, was, it was a numbers joke. Yep. I didn't need to explain it. I got it. I thought it was pretty funny. I'll go okay. with the same same strain as you. Uh why does Snoop Dogg carry a, an umbrella? Oh drizzle. Ah. Good drizzle joke. I like it. Well, we did it. On to week three. Starts tonight. Panthers and uh, Texans. Yuck.
Go Sam Darnold. Yeah, we'll see about that. Someone uh, let me know how the game goes because I don't have NFL Network. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. See you.